Hey, everybody, this is So Many Sequels, your book club for movies. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. This week on the show, we are wrapping up Animated August with David's pick, Surf's Up, a movie that one letterbox reviewer called a must-see, like the ocean, S-E-A. <laughs> That's clever. That's mm-hmm. clever. Just like this movie in which uh, we get a bit of a combo of Point Break meets Happy Feet, this Sony animated, Oscar-nominated movie tried to ride the penguin wave of the mid, uh, mid-2000s. And for some of us, it worked. For others, uh, not so much. Plus, we give an update to the Hollywood strike and Dune 2 being delayed. The AMPTP just hired a new crisis communications team to uh, help them with this situation. Our free advice? Give them a good deal. Yep, we've got all that and more this week on So Many Sequels. Check us out online, so sequels.com and at Patreon slash So Many Sequels. You can join us there. Uh, come into our Discord and talk about uh, all this stuff and more. Uh, without any further ado, enjoy Surf's Up. So the writer's strike and actor's strike continue. We haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks, I don't think. Uh, mm. Not a lot has changed, but some things have happened. I think one of the biggest things that, that regular audiences will be impacted by is the uh, big Dune sequel has been delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner Brothers is delaying the movie, they say, because of the strike. What do we think about that? Just just early reactions. Is Dune done? Like, like how can we honestly... It's, this has to be the most cursed franchise in recent memory, I think. Because the first Dune comes out. It's got this huge... It's got a big budget. Dennis uh, Villanueva. I don't know how you say his name. Right? Guy did Blade Runner. Guy did... Uh, did uh, something else. And... Uh, it's just the first one really. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Take, Excellent yep. take. Uh, you know, yeah. my take, my, my yeah, take on Dune is that I haven't seen the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and un- unfortunately I just, these delays and stuff, they make it difficult to make me kind of want to see it. I think to go to that question of like, is Dune dead? I didn't get to see it and experience it in the big giant theaters. You know, I think that if they release it, if, if the movie comes out, I mean, if you got to consider that, but if it does come out, I think that they should re-release the first one uh, in theaters for people to see it. I think that would probably be a smart move and maybe get people interested in going to see it. Because like for me, I don't want to go see it because I don't want to watch the three hour long version at home on max. Uh, that sounds inconvenient. And like, I'll have to pause it and go back and forth and back and forth. It'll be like a four day watch. Uh, and I'd rather not do that. And so I, I, I just don't have an interest in seeing part two. So the fact that it's delayed it, I mean, it sucks obviously because for several different reasons, but like for me, I think that it's, I don't know. I, there's something to it with the, the curse of this franchise, I think. Yeah. So, it, 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 my issue with calling it cursed is like, 
it's it's almost all self-inflicted you know like mm. nobody made them delay this movie uh this is a strike against the strikers uh this is this is an attempt to drag it out longer so that they can drag out releases because they know they are running out of content uh so they and dune's not the only movie that was delayed there's it's just the biggest um but but there's probably more to come so you've got that where literally no one made them do it warner's just decided anyway and then back in 21 when um dune part one was released they were doing that day and date strategy where it dropped on hbo max on the same day it released in theaters which hindered its box office performance now i think i feel from the vibes i read on the interwebs that it has become pretty popular through streaming um that there's a there's a pretty good dune fan base now um that have been excited about part two and i think it was set to be uh i think it was i think it was going to open as a big hit and now i don't think it will because they moved it from the november holiday period into march's dead period um Mm -hmm. i don't know why they picked that date uh because i think that's a dead period but this was going to be a thanksgiving holiday movie basically and and they decided to make it um uh, the dead of winter yeah I, I don't know where i got cut off before but uh we 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 we, we ended your rant well enough i we figure i figure that like you, you said everything i was gonna say like, yeah yeah we we talked about how the movie uh seems did to i get to say and... the, this franchise is cursed did i get that you, part you out? did you did get that there part you out go like it's what it is uh mm-hmm. warner brothers discovery i don't think there's even an argument might be the worst run studio right now three years at least Mm -hmm. like it's just every decision they could make to alienate fans they do and uh this is one of them um i i i I still haven't watched dune the first one um so i'm not like personally i'm the only one who's seen dune in the room yeah you are yeah i liked it a lot i mean i got to see it in theaters Mm -hmm. Uh, i didn't i didn't have to watch it on max at home but i really liked it and i had got to where i was looking forward to the second one I'm so I'm not personally invested in it, but it still sucks for anybody who's a real fan of either the book, the original movie, the director, uh, the actors, anybody involved with it that you want to see this for it to be for it to just constantly be getting moved around. Honestly, I don't think it releases in March. I don't. You think, I think they're going to push it further? I, I think I'll push it again. I think come mm. Christmas or come December, come January, they'll push it again. And Does that mean you don't think the strike will end by year's end? I don't think this. I, my wife asked me the other night about it, and I think the earliest I think the strike ends is Thanksgiving. Like maybe it maybe it ends before that. But if they've just if if the studios have just made their first offer over a mm-hmm. hundred days in, mm-hmm. the second offer is not going to come for like a long time. We could be looking at another month. Could be the in mid September that- before they make another offer. Did you see that uh, they're the, what is it, the AMPTP? They mm-hmm. have really uh, hired a new like crisis con- uh, management firm to help with their communication around this because uh, they suck. <laughs> it's yeah. really hard for them to spin this in their favor at this point. Mm-hmm. Because no matter, I mean, what would be the best is for this guy to come in and go, you know what would be great is if you guys gave them a great deal. That would be the best way to improve your PR because the longer you the longer you make this hard for the people who work and actually create the content, the worse you look. Like it's not even going to matter if you give them a good deal after three hundred days; you're going to look like the jerks. 
I feel right. like the no. uh, issue is that the CEOs know that the business model has been heavily broken in their favor for a long time, right? I mean, like they get money from TV, they mm-hmm. get uh, to create all of this streaming stuff. They don't have to pay anybody. All of the money that they have incoming just goes to them and goes to that. And they don't have to pay any of these creatives. Now mm-hmm. that they have to pay these creatives, they go, we can't have shows on TV on streaming. We're not making any actual money long term. And now that we have to pay them, we do have to totally upend the system. Now, having said that, if that's the system, it needs to be upended. So mm-hmm. I am here for taking down your streaming and giving me less content if you give me better content and you pay people fairly. That's what I want. Because like right now, I'm to a point where like, unfortunately, the uh, actor strike hasn't started affecting me personally because I'm just, there's just so much crap out there that you can just mindlessly turn on. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be good. It just has to be there. And it just is. And that is a negative for the writers is that people just can just go find shit to watch, literally. Mm-hmm. And that's a downside. But like, take these things down, pay these people more, give me better content, and then I think I'll be happier overall. Yeah, and on right. the studio I mean, side, actually, I, the, I think yeah. where they're kind of... Uh, now having their freak out moment is uh, when it comes to streaming, Netflix is still really the only one that's financially successful. Um, the others don't really turn a profit. Some don't have to, um, you know, like your Amazons and your Apples. They're so big in other ways that um, I think it's just kind of an extra uh, bonus for them. But then you've got um, your other ones like, Universal's Peacock and Disney Plus, where it's like their whole identity tied into it, mm-hmm. and they are struggling more. So now hey, they're also say, looking at, oh my god, we don't have as much leverage as we thought. I also want to do just, I mean, original programming wise, I think Peacock's underrated. Um, I think it is the, the creatives. I think the creatives who write and work for Peacock should be appreciated more because the original programming that I've always watched on Peacock has been great. And that goes to show that there is a lot of really good shows and talent hidden on these streaming services that just don't get a chance because they're buried by other things and they don't get that same kind of attention. So um, there's a lot of really good stuff on some of these streaming channels that need to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It'll, it, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I do think I agree with your guest, David, that the earliest is probably Thanksgiving ish. Um, I hope it's, then or earlier, uh, but like you said, the uh, the W or not WGA, but the AMPTP just released their first proposal a few days ago, which is an insane amount of time to wait. Uh, and uh-huh. the WGA rejected it, and then they immediately hired that crisis firm. So yeah, I think and- they were also taken aback by the rejection of the proposal. It and- sounds and- like they they attempted to kind of smoke them out and then offer them a bad deal at when they're desperate and hope they would take it. And they did not. And you know, when they're going to be the most desperate, and we already know this is like their strategy when they're going to be most desperate is in the holidays. When it comes down to Thanksgiving, as they get closer to Christmas and these, uh, you know, writers and actors, Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that are not, you know, mega millionaires, the ones that are working job to job, they're the ones that are going to be struggling to go home to see their family, to buy presents for their kids, to do whatever, you know, to, to do, you know, to enjoy the American holidays. And so that's what they're counting on is that those people are going to be so stressed that they're going to like demand that the WGA just accept whatever the most recent offer is. So 
I could definitely see if it, I could see Thanksgiving at the earliest, but I, if, if the studios, if they think they have enough that they can stretch this out till Christmas, they will, they will. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that it ends sooner than that, but I'm pessimistic that it will. Yeah. Well, we will uh, keep up with the news, uh, of course, and, and talk about yeah. it as, as new things happen here on the show. Um, but let's uh, let's switch gears and get into our movie of the week. Does that sound good? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so we're in our final week of animated August. It's been a fun month full of animated joy and whimsy from Shrek to The Great Mouse Detective to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And now we're ending on uh, David's pick, which is Surf's Up. And I'm yeah. going to need you to tell us why. Well, this is a movie that came out in 2007. Um, I don't know if I saw it in 07. It was probably sometime a little after. But uh, this is a movie that, to me, is so fun and so different and so, like, so experimental. Like, they tried some different stuff. Now, at first glance, and this is what really got me about the movie, at first glance, it's like they had a big wheel. You remember the sea wheel? They had their own wheel, and they went, clack, 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 penguins, clack, 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 surfing, clack, 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 shot like a documentary. And that was their whole, that was like how they started the whole creative process, was like just throwing random things at the wall, right? It felt like and, that. And there it is, the sea wheel. A real relic yeah. right there. There you go. You gotta bring Solid it idea, but it kept screwing us. You know? And it did. <laughs> um, so at first, it's like they just threw things at the wall. And it's 2007. It is in the height of Penguin Mania. Happy Feet had come out. March of the Penguins had come out. Um, and so, like, people were nuts for penguins. And so you have... Oh, and the Ma- Penguins of Madagascar had also... They hadn't come out, but they were in Madagascar at that point. So it was just penguins were running wild across America. You know, and uh, this was a movie that said, what if we took the penguins and made them do something that's just not penguiny and made them surfers? And 2007 was also peak year for The Office, I would imagine, with this mockumentary style. It is. And thus the mockumentary. And honestly, to me, that was what when I first started watching, because I didn't even know about that aspect. When I first started watching this movie, that was what grabbed me. I went, oh, they're doing it like a documentary. And that to me, in animated form, I had never seen that and I haven't seen it since. Really, I thought what a creative way to utilize that that narrative structure to tell it an anime to do a story in a different way. Um, I really like the cast. Uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf. He's had his moments since then, but at the time, this was the height of Shia LaBeouf and the no, 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 no. Peak uh, Shia, two thousand seven. This is Transformers. I think same yes, year. Transformers um, same year. There's another one. Keep Disturbia maybe. Mm. Um, so I actually like uh, Shia LaBeouf. Disturbia. Disturbia is great. Zoe Deschanel, uh, Jeff Bridges um, in full-on penguin dude form. Uh, and uh, and then you also have James Woods, Diedrich Baker, John Heater. This was fresh off of Napoleon Dynamite's uh, Ultimate Craze, so John Heater's in this. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was fun and different. And then also what, ha- what really sold me after a while was just how beautiful the animation is like the water looks gorgeous at times and honestly still holds up i was watching it just yesterday and the last shot of the movie where he's riding through the tube and the sun is glistening off of the inside of the wave i was like man it's just amazing just amazing job 
I want I, I watched some of the behind the scenes about this as well, so we can talk about that in a minute. But I am genuinely fascinated to hear what you guys thought. All right, uh, Gary, what did you think of Surfs Up? Did you watch it today? I did. As of this recording, I watched Super it today. Fresh. Yeah, and it was my first time, and you know, I uh-huh. didn't know what to expect uh, going in because I absolutely remembered nothing about this. I didn't. I, I had vague memories of the title, but I think I got it confused with something else, and I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you what the other thing was that I thought I was thinking of. But it certainly wasn't this. Um, I think that it's the most fine thing of fineness that's ever been fine. You know, um, this is a great movie to put on on a Sunday afternoon and fall asleep to and oh, wake man. up and go, Oh, all right. This is still going. Okay. Did you fall asleep, Gary? Cool. I did because, um, oh, honestly, no. honestly, the whole movie's boring. Like oh. I found it, I found it to be so middling. And so, you know, I'm glad that you talked about the time frame that it came out because I straight up forgot about the penguin craze. <laughs> and that explains a lot. Um, the docu, the mockumentary thing explains a lot. Um, it's not that I had any real issues with it. It mm. just was nonsensical. <laughs> like, why Why is Cody the, the purpose of this documentary? Especially as the documentary unfolds is when we learned that he has found Big Z. It's not that mm. he found Big Z and they wanted to do a documentary on him. It's that he was like the topic of it for some reason. He wasn't mm. really that good of a surfer. He hadn't made a right. name for himself. So why is he the topic? And then it unfolds and then it's just like, I don't know. And then it just, I don't know. Honestly, the best part of this movie for me, there was a moment. You can find it on our Instagram page. Uh, I took a screen cap. I took a screen cap of when Cody is sitting in the ocean and he's had this angsty teen, 17 year old of like, why won't people just let me be me? (laughs) And he paddles out to the ocean and it's backlit silhouette looking at the sun and it's Incubus's drive just, and I lost it because this soundtrack (laughs) is an absolute bop. It is the way back flashback that Josh and I used to host (laughs) in real life films. I mean, it ends with uh, the, Yes, it was so beautiful and so angsty. Yeah, you got um, bad. There was a Sugar Ray <laughs> reference in there, which I noticed. There was a mm-hmm. Pearl Jam reference in there. It ended with the New Radicals. The, new Radicals. The, the, you, get you, you get what you give, which is great sauce. Yes. So, like that yes. had me hooked. But overall, I would say that this is just perfectly fine. I'm not upset that I watched it. I will not remember it. But if it's on, I probably <laughs> won't watch it unless I just need a nap. Oh, that hurts me, Garrett. But now I want to now I want to hear from Josh, who will hurt me, and if, uh, more. I have a feeling the movie's existence is hard to understand <laughs> because you're right, David. It is like they spun the wheel. It's like they pulled a 2007 movie slot machine, and it was like kid movie, animated, penguin, incubus, uh, mockumentary, <laughs> um, things, uh, Shia LaBeouf. And yeah. they were like, okay, let's spit it out because it, it's extremely 07 and in ways where it makes it not make sense today, I think. I like, uh, why is it a mockumentary? It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense as a mockumentary. <laughs> um, they haven't even established a world where penguins can make mockumentaries. Of course, this is it. This is the one. No, they, they don't have technology in their villages. <laughs> of course they do. They got cameras. I think about these things. I was like, where's the Yeah, where are the documentary crews? People? The crew? Or were they we don't penguins? Know. We don't know. They sounded like people. They Let did. that determined. Uh, so that's weird. 
Um, and then, yes, why is Cody the subject? He's not special. Look, he's look, not like the best. He, like he says, think he about is, it this not. way. They, and, they shot they shot footage of all the surfers, but yeah. then the story turned out to be Cody, so he became the focus in editing. Think well, about it that way. Then I have to agree that the story came out mid. Oh, guys. Uh, I, yeah. I'm going to break news right here. I told you all last week I accidentally watched it because I thought we were doing it last week. Dudes, I mm-hmm. watched it again, and I still, was doing, I still couldn't pay enough attention because I was <laughs> Oh man! I watched it, it again today, and I was like, uh, "I don't know." It what's really happening. does feel like a movie of the times. It feels like Deadpool two to some extent, where like if you were alive in that time frame and mm-hmm. you have that reference still in your head, you'll get it. But mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me. I mean, like it was a perfectly again perfectly fine. Yeah, it's but my adequate. brain was like, "Why? D- why did they make this? Why?" But then you put context to it, and I went, oh, Shia LaBeouf was big, Penguins were big, animated movies were big. They were just trying to make a quick buck. And this was, and like John Heater was big. Like, this is like version four. This is like the fourth version of a Penguin movie that came out mm-hmm. that year, and they were just trying to ride that lightning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would like to see a breakdown exactly of the order of Penguin uh, phenomenon films. I, and, I can and do where that. It's placed in the order because. Uh, it is uh, it is weaker. I feel like I feel like it's a response to Happy Feet, and they were like, "It is." What if well, we maybe not Happy a response? Cool kids, but they reference Happy Feet in the movie because right. early on they mm-hmm. ask Cody if he has any other talents, and he goes, "What like singing and dancing? Nah, not right. me, bro." Well, and 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 Happy Feet was also musically driven. Uh, this is musically driven, uh, just in a different way. The Penguins don't sing the songs, but pop popular music is a weird staple in the soundtrack. Um, Yes. Really, it's only remarkable in the one time when Incubus plays. Uh, <laughs> no, I no also, it's remarkable. I busted up when that happened. It's remarkable. I that backed it up like meant four to. times. How is that not? How is that not what wins you guys over? Because it's what part of what won me over. It's part of what won me over. Like when the, uh, when Drive starts playing, when they play, they didn't mean to play what I like. When they play the romantic, like new radical Sugar Ray, it's so fun. Um, okay, so, and I'm gonna look this one up. Madagascar. It reminds me of uh, what's it called in uh, Spider-Man. So, uh, Madagascar and Madagascar Two came out in 05 and 08. March of the Penguins came out in 05, and then Happy Feet came out in 06. So this was oh my gosh, the so surf stuff is literally riding the end of the wave. Yes, it is, and it and it is clear, and it is clear in the tube. Um, I. Uh... I yeah. do think, David, that you mentioned the animation, and I do agree that it's. I, I like that this movie is what we end on because we started mm-hmm. with a Sony animation movie uh, in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, right? There, that Sony animation. Oh, that was a Paramount Nickelodeon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, how about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, then I'm wrong. But mm-hmm. I think that we've talked about so many Sony animation because yes, yeah, Spider versus Spider-verse Sony animation, Mitchell versus Machines. Yeah, and so video. this, I, I agree that I think the the best part of the movie was the scenery animation i thought the water looked really nice i thought mm-hmm. the scenes looked nice i thought yeah. that they did a really good job of making me really interested in the world that they were surrounding them i don't that's i think their characters were just <laughs> flat and i think that's where it fell for me but like right. the scenery was really welcoming and it yeah. was really inviting and it does i think that it holds up and i think that it's kind of interesting to see how sony has changed because you can see that again they're trying to achieve that Pixar level of 
of beauty and clarity and bringing mm-hmm. this animated l- l- stuff to life while keeping that animated nature. And now they're going back to, again, the, the drawing board and, and mm-hmm. trying stuff like that. And so I think that that's fun. Again, I think that's, that's what you should consider making animated movies. Like what does the, what style of animation does this movie call for? Is it clean? Is it dirty? Mm-hmm. Is it gritty? Like how can we adjust? And I think that's uh, something that Sony can play with clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, know, they're trying different things, and I like that. This, this was their, uh, this was Sony Picture, Sony Animation's second film after uh, Open Season. You guys remember that one? Open Season Vaguely. is a is a hilarious franchise side, yeah. because um, they've made three Open Season movies, and the main characters are played by different actors in each one. It is really quite funny. It is the it is the reverse Toy Story. Um, but yeah, this are they was all their different season. animals each time. Like no, open no, they are the deer, same character each bear. time. <laughs> they are the same character each time in the first one. All right, we'll briefly talk about open season here because in the first <laughs> open season, okay, the main characters are Martin Lawrence and Ashton Kutcher. In the second one, it's Joel McHale and Mike Epps. And in the third one, it is um, it is someone named Matthew Munn and Maddie Taylor. So not even no, actors no, no. That you might recognize. So like, anyway, that's funny. Anyway, yeah, surfs up their second movie out the frame. And something that they did um, in terms of, because like, I think you're right. They experiment. Now here, where they were experimenting with was like uh, two different things. They did um, ensemble recordings. So they had Jeff, Shia, Zoe Desh, and now John Heater. Uh, uh, and I think even Diedrich Baker, who was tanking this. They had them all in the same room. Love Diedrich Bader. Love him. He was great. Always. He's the origin of the TikTok of the these are my ladies and doing that whole bit. Um, so they had them all in the room at the same time. They had a they had a script, but they also encouraged them to improv. They encouraged them to overlap so that it sounded really natural and like they were feel, like they were catching them in real in like real moments. So that was like an experimental way for them to do the audio recording. And then they created for the mockumentary style. They created a virtual character cameraman who was who they would animate running around the scene so that it was actually moving and hovering instead of being like a static shot. Now, sometimes the cameraman's not there. You're just seeing the real world. But w- when you see that cameraman, you see it through the crowds and you see, you know, the whip pans and stuff like that. Cause it's like supposed to be like a real character in the sequence holding the stuff. And what they did was they mocapped that guy. They would put a, they would put him in there. They would create the scene and they would mocap the cameraman, like the real cameraman walking through a virtual realities thing so they had like an actor actually reacting to the scene so it felt like what a real cameraman would be trying to capture so i mean it's really interesting and it's a really they tried a lot of different stuff i don't know how that stuff has played out in the future since but you know it was uh, a really different way to go about it what did you what have you discovered josh your dog (laughs) dying where's your dog dying over there again no, so I I had the thought of you know what happened to Surf's Up because uh, oh, no, no, you already know no, about, no, 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 you already know about you already know about the sequel don't you? You've, you've read about the I, sequel that's what I've discovered. But you but, and but, I, Josh, uh, friends, because I literally just looked it up too. Yeah, <laughs> I I was gonna wait well, to, to to show you guys this, but go what ahead. What got me though was I went to the the letterbox entry and I looked at the reviews and one of the top reviews. It says, actually, the worst thing ever, Penguin John Cena can lick my fat fucking nuts. <laughs> and that's when I ha- I couldn't contain it. <laughs> so the sequel is Surf's Up 2 Wave Mania, and it's a complete WrestleMania integra- it's a WWE re- re- movie. <laughs> integration. 
It stars John Cena, Mark Calloway, better known as The Undertaker, Baker. Paul Levesque, better known as Triple H, Vince mm. McMahon, better known mm. as Criminal, <laughs> Soraya. Mm. <laughs> Soraya, better known as Paige from yeah. the movie Fighting for My Family. Uh, you know, it looks like it's got just <laughs> it's got just great stuff going on here. John Heater makes a return. Cody Maverick has been replaced. Uh, Jeremy Shada takes over for Shia mm. Buff. These are uh, beautiful reviews on Michael Cole's some too. of my favorite. Um, and it's even better without context of never having seen it. Uh, Vince McMahon, chairman and CEO of WWE Incorporated, as a sea otter surf star, sucking milk out of an innocent fish's butthole using a straw as the fish cries out of discomfort. What? <laughs> Listen, I don't know what this movie it. is. Whoa. We're so many sequels. We got to work this into the schedule. Will, it, sound, it honestly sounds more interesting than the first one. <laughs> All right. Now, that's, now that's it doesn't going, sound better. Going too far. That's but maybe too more far. interesting. Um, oh, man. Wow. I can't believe they didn't get Shia and Zoe back for that. <laughs> In 2016 of all times. What a time to release a sequel to Surf's Up. Yeah. Yeah. On, no on straight to DVD WWE branded. Just full on WWE integration. What do you think went down? I, we've we've veered from the movie a little bit, but what do you think went down at WWE that made them think Surfs Up? That's the partnership we need. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know how they got linked up with Sony. I don't know. WWE must have got somehow linked up in the conversation with Let's work together on a movie, and they were then Sony was like, okay. Um, and they were so like, there's, we a, have the any- Vin, there's a Venn diagram of WWE fans and uh, kids who like Incubus. And yes. they're almost a full <laughs> circle. Honestly, honestly, most WWE kids like Incubus. Hey, that's, that's why I, I say it's almost a full circle. <laughs> um, barely a Vin. I bet you Sony was like, "Do we have any? Do we have any dormant franchises we can shoehorn WWE into?" And then someone was like, um, "Serves how do you up, chance man. meatballs? No. Uh, uh, what about what about Hotel Transylvania? No. Uh, Serves up. Sure, that works. Incredible." I wonder Incredible. if it's still documentary style, or I've never, I've never watched it because it looks. Oh my god, painful! It, it looks I like the, it, it looks painful, but um, you know, maybe we'll squeak. Maybe you know what? We don't have. I, I, I can't. Uh, we, I can't begin to tell you how vulgar the reviews are. It, it, this is genuinely in the running for my favorite series of reviews on Letterboxd. <laughs> and they all almost talk about m- mutilation of balls, which is concerning. It's <laughs> unhealthy, <laughs> friends. Don't do that. Oh man! Um, Another reference to was it was it necessary to show a seal sucking off a fish? That's all I'm gonna. I'm done. <laughs> oh my god! He's okay. This is we'll a family show. Movie happening. Now. We'll have to I watch do. the I'm, movie now. I have a lot of questions. What else do we have to say about Surf's Up? Though? Yeah, is Surf's there anything up. else that we want to talk about that one? Um, David, your pick. I do want to? We kind of we kind of crapped all over it. So let's let's. I'd happy to find. Is there anything more? I braved. You you did. It does star some real life surfers: Kelly Slater, Rob Machado. That was kind of a neat little like they you made so like both that's those what I mean, up, didn't you? No, a, they say the names in the movie. They're like Kelly, Rob, uh, you know. Um, was surfing a big thing then too? Do we know that in 07? I don't know. Well, I mean, the movie was there a big like I've Olympic read, surfer or something? The movie's highly referential of a couple of surfing documentaries. One called Riding Giants in 04. One called Endless Sur- Summer that came out in 1966. Like it's very referential of those uh, surfing documentaries and. I think there is, you know, there's probably is still a pretty predominant surfer culture. Uh, I don't know what surfers in general thought of this movie, but uh, I thought, you know, it it was fun to me. I enjoyed it. Um, 
So I uh, it was nominated for Academy Award. Uh, didn't win. Hmm. The animation won that year. Yeah. So you know, uh, I will say that of, of the penguins, here's I think here's what appealed to me as a kid when we would learn about animals and stuff, and I would get zoo books. Um, the uh, rock hopper penguin was my favorite of the penguins. And that's what Cody is. He's a rock hopper penguin with the little frills over his eyes. Um, so I like that. I liked that each penguin has like these kind of neat little designs on their, in their feathering that makes them, makes them kind of unique. Like uh, tanks are all like tribal tats. And then uh, Big Z, he has like, uh, like Hawaiian lay flowers are all like painted into his, into his, into his uh, feathering. And everybody has kind of something unique. So I, I like that. And I like that. Uh, uh, I like uh, Brian Posehn. I want to mention mm-hmm. him as well as, uh, as Cody's great. brother who hates him. That's yeah. why I usually enjoy Brian. So, Honestly, anyway. I do agree that the voice cast is also fun. I have no problems with the the <laughs> voices that they brought to the table. I just right. felt like it wasn't like a coherent thing. It didn't seem like anybody had any chemistry. It felt like yeah. everybody was reading their lines really well, but they weren't playing with each other. So. It just kind of fell flat. It felt like a movie. Like, so I told you that they, they improv, they, they did, they used improv for some of the lines and it feels like an improv movie. It feels like trying to make it up on the spot. So like that can work and that cannot work for people. And, yeah. uh, so I, but uh, you know, I, I, I have fun with it. I don't really have much else to say other than I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's underrated. I understand. Honestly, when I first watched it, I, I had a feeling it was, I, I went in with the same kind of attitude where I was like, this can't possibly be good and i expected you guys to not like it so it works out in my favor i'm just gonna stick to my guns good my favorite line which made me think it was improv was right before the incubus moment when he's like cody's me bro let me be me (laughs) yeah exactly and then wherever tomorrow (laughs) i like i like cody's me bro great shot when he's like looking at the water and he's all backlit great shots in this movie the water I say so again, emo. The final, the final uh, sequence of the movie where they're listening to New Radicals, all right, uh, which was a band that really should have done, should have done more. I wish they hadn't broke up when they did. You get what you give, and someday we'll know. Terrific songs, all right. The whole album's great. It is a great album. I, I had a had an album cassette. It was, too, it was. It sucks. It sucks. I used to um, when we was in baseball. When I played baseball, we would listen to. I would, I would, I would force New Radicals on everybody. And uh, they really got into it, the baseball team. Anyway, uh, that last sequence where they're just surfing and they're just enjoying life. It's not about the competition anymore. They don't care. And they're just riding. It's a great sequence. Great. The water is beautiful. So uh, anyway, that's the that's all. Uh, that's the button. I'll put. Oh, the one button I want to put on it is one of my favorite jokes that I still love is um, Cody almost wipes out and he almost drowns. Right. Because the waves just keep hitting him and he slams into the ground. And later they find a sea urchin prong in his foot and he's like oh he stepped on a sea urchin and they cut to the sea urchin because it's a documentary so they got his interview and he goes stepped on me stepped on me this guy was dancing on me look at this broken 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 and they cut away hilarious hilarious my favorite part of the movie maybe there you go wow well that i think is all i have to say (laughs) um uh, unless there's anything else, let's talk about how this movie performed in the box office. Was the Penguin craze still uh, powerful enough to make this movie a hit? I have no idea what the answer is. Uh, the short answer is not really. 
Oh, um, so <laughs> so the movie didn't do awful, but I'll 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 I'll, I'll, uh, I'll explain. Uh, Surf's Up opened the weekend of June eighth, two thousand seven. Uh, it opened in the number four spot with just seventeen point six million. Um, which really, this was a pretty like overall a pretty solid week at the box office. You had a lot of movies making ten million, fifteen million, or more. Um, so then, in fact, every movie in the top five made more than fifteen million. So honest, honestly, not a bad week at the box office. A lot of a lot of options for families, a lot of options for moviegoers. In the number one spot, uh, you had the opening Ocean's Thirteen, which brought in thirty six point one million. We reviewed Ocean's Thirteen. You can go back and listen to our review there. I really like that movie a lot as well. Uh, at number two, you have Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. So the capper of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie was in its third week, bringing in $21 million. At number three, you had Knocked Up from uh, Judd Apatow, Seth Rogen. Uh, who was the woman? Catherine Heigl? Or is it someone else? Is that it? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Paul Rudd and all that. $19.6 yeah. in its second weekend. Again, surfs up at number four. And at number five, we can't get away from him. Shrek the Third in its fourth weekend brings in 15.3. Um, Shrek has entered into my TikTok algorithm lately. Uh, yes. I've been sending a lot of them to David lately. I don't, so I hope he's infected you too. He has. I've seen Sh- Shrek is everywhere. I keep hearing "accidentally in love" is being used a lot in a lot of things. Um, correction from three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Uh, uh, Smash Mouth did not sing "accidentally in love." It was Counting Crows. Right. Uh, my wife uh, fact checked me hard on that one. Uh, slip of the tongue. That's all. Official. Fact anyway. Record. Um, Surf's Up would go on to make 58 million, uh, 58.8 million in the United States, 93 million overseas. So it did okay internationally, um, for a worldwide total of $152 million on a $100 million production budget. Don't know what the marketing budget was there. So it may have just broke even when you put all those together. Um, but so not well enough to be like a big hit, but not bad enough to be like a complete bomb. Uh, for the year of 2007, which it's been a while since I think we've done it, 07 movie. But been a um, while. Been a while. <laughs> when did that come out? A lot that of music like issues in this episode. A lot. Of, we're gonna yeah. We're gonna run into a lot of issues Mostly with uh, with the strike. Um, for the year of 07, another movie we reviewed, Spider Man Three, was the number one movie, bringing in 336 mil. Shrek the Third finished number two. Shia LaBeouf was not shut out of the top five as Transformers finished number three. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End at number four, and Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix rounds out the top five for 2007. Uh, big year, 07, honestly. You had 28 uh, movies or more. You had 28 movies make over $100 million at the box office. So overall, a pretty decent year for film. Um, honestly, so yeah. I a, just glanced at the at the most yeah. popular films in 2007 at Letterboxd. Ooh, that's some good ones. I forget. Oh yeah, it was a good year. Two thousand seven is a lost year. It is yeah, financially. It was an up year. It was uh, it was better than 06. and uh, so like you know, oh seven forgot a good a good year, a solid year, a pivotal year. We were we were juniors in high school, so like a lot of the movies we were seeing between I feel like it's probably between oh four and oh eight are really like our golden window of seeing movies. Probably the four three of us back when <laughs> but, we were kids. That's all I'll say. Uh, I wanted. I, I didn't. I didn't make the effort to look up what the most financially successful movies featuring penguins are, but uh, I, I, I maybe I can figure that out before the end of the show. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, let's. Oh, get, I, oh. Also, the tagline for this movie was a major ocean picture. I, okay. Well, I like that. I do like that tagline. There you go. 
So letterbox, let's do it. Um, yes, pulling up the letterbox game here. Let's do some of the top reviews from this movie. Hopefully they're a little better than Surf's Up 2 was, but let's see. Uh, most popular review, four and a half stars. Watch the three-hour director's cut, a must-see, S-E-A. <laughs> S-E-A. There you go. Um, <laughs> four stars. Three hours director's cut. Four stars. Wait, why the fuck is this movie so great? <laughs> Four stars, you, happy feet, me, an intellectual, surfs up. Uh, Four stars, when your uncle pees on your crush. (laughs) What? I don't know. You you might have been asleep for that, Garrett. uh, I could have been. Three and a half stars, this movie changed me and the boys forever. I'm I'm taken aback, so. Wow. I I don't know. Garrett, you're, you're in last, so. Okay. So you lead the way this week. God, those threw me. I came in thinking it was going to be low. Those were all really high. I know they're most popular, but I still think it's going to be lower. But I am going to get it in the threes, and I'm going to make it a low three. I'm going to go 3.2. 3.2 from Garrett? I'm, I like that guess. Um. Oh. I'm going to go with a, uh, which way do I want to go though? I think I'll go up and pick three point. I'm going to go 3.3. Be safe. Um, you know, I don't know where it's going to be, but, uh, I'm going to lead with my heart. I'm going to say 3.7. Ooh. It could be. I, you know, honestly, I came in thinking it was going to be in the twos. Okay, those we got reviews, a, Those reviews alone bumped me up into the threes. We got 3.7, 3.3, and a... What were you, 3.2 or 1, Garrett? Two. Was, Garrett two. was a two. Garrett was a two. Okay, we do not have a direct hit this time. All right, no direct hit. we do hit. have one who was closest without going over, if those were our rules. R.I.P. Oh, Bob okay. Parker. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> 3.4, which makes me... The winner hey. takes a row with my 3.3 guess. Nice. He's got uh, the momentum. I got the juice. There you go. The so that's six wins. The Riz. Riz Master. And eight I points. need to stop. Take me to the hospital. There you go. Well, Josh wins this week. That's great. Three wins in a row. That's huge, Josh. Oh, is it three? I thought it was just two. I'll take it. Woo! No, because you won Shrek as well. Anime you Shrek, you nailed Mouse Detective, and you win here. 3.4, I am fine with that. That is actually nice. My, I, I was hoping it was at least, I was hoping that it was a 3.5, but I'll take a 3.4. That's a solid range. And I think okay. a lot of people are on my side. I think a lot of people are like, you know what? This isn't as bad well, as it should be. Clearly, uh, at least by the top reviews, a lot of people are on your side. Uh, what are we going to give it, though? I, I, I imagine it'll be quite the range. Would you like to go first, David, who will almost certainly oh. rank it highest? I am going to give it a, uh, I believe I've already given it uh, four stars on Letterboxd uh, previously, because uh, I think it's just a really solid film. I don't think it's like revolutionary in any way, but I think it takes some big swings, and I think it connects on enough of them for me that I give it four stars. Um, It okay. is, uh, you know, I, 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 every now and then I reevaluate my ranking system. 
Um, and I didn't do a major change, but I did do one modification. And uh, I had a, a disappointing section on there. And I never walk away from a movie feeling like disappointed. Um, so I changed my disappointed to uh, what I consider meh or underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I would say that this movie falls into that category for me, and it is a two star. Two star. Two star. Two. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm surprisingly going to be kinder, but only by a little bit because uh, I was thinking two and a half for me. Uh, it was okay. That's my okay territory. Um, and I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> So that's fine. Hey, there you go. Um, two star. So two, two and a half and a four. <laughs> Who knows what that is? Two, two and a half. Oh, nope. Two, two and a half, four. I'm in college. 2.8. Oh, that's too low. That's too low. We got to mm. round that up to a three. Well, I can't help you. <laughs> You can help. You're the one. You're the one documenting it. Just <laughs> round that up to a three. Um. All right. I'll give you a three. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you a three just to make you feel better since we dogged on your pick real hard. That's okay. That's okay. I had a feeling you wouldn't like it. Well, at least you came in like not super attached to it. Oh, I mean, I understand that it's you weird, like it, and but... I, it's weird, and it's it's a hard and it's kind of a hard sell. I get it. Um, it's just a matter of what works for you and what doesn't. I did not like, you know, when it came, when I finally saw it, I didn't like Napoleon Dynamite. Everybody's going crazy for that movie when I was, and I watched it. I was like, this is a movie made up of deleted scenes. Like, why is this movie exist? So like, I get it. Sometimes a weird movie that seems like it's made for stoners just works for you. You know what though? When Napoleon Dynamite came out, um, in 2004, that was the first time I was like aware of an independent film. And I was like, oh, so this is like a, a like not a mainstream movie. This is like a, a cool movie for cool kids like me who are 13 and cool. Yeah. So yeah. that's 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 my relationship with Napoleon Dynamite. Maybe we'll talk about it one day. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Indy, sure. Is there a month that starts with I? There's not. Take it. Nope, there's no I months. Uh, but you never know. We'll figure it out. Uh, all right. Well, that is um, a wrap on Animated August. I think oh. it went well. I think it was a great yeah. month. Um, be sure and, and go back and check them out if you missed any of them. Recap again. We did the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. We did Shrek. We did The Great Mouse mm-hmm. Detective. And we did Surf's Up. Uh, all of those movies, except TMNT, are streaming somewhere on the internet. And I'm sure TMNT will be on streaming soon-ish. Um, so go check those out. Oh, that's funny. Be- what? <laughs> Sorry, I gave every I gave every one of the movies this month four better. <laughs> I was oh, wow. just looking Ooh. at my I was well, looking you know, at my reviews of them. And so, animated oh, we want to do we want to rank? We did. You talked about the movies that we did. Do we want to rank oh. our favorites of animated August? Oh gosh, that's tough. Well, Surf's Up's at my bottom of this month. Yeah, then, I would agree with that. Yeah, probably. Hmm. It's a tough one. That we had some good movies this month. Oh. It feels wrong, but I think I have to go Surf's Up, Grey Mouse Detective, uh, TMNT, and then Shrek. <laughs> it just feels See, wrong to put Mouse wrong. Detective at number three. Yeah. I, it, I understand. For but, me, I have to put, like, it feels wrong what I'm about to say, because I'm going to put Shrek third, mm. because Shrek the I third. thought 
I thought that uh, TMNT, which would be my number two, was just so wonderful. And then mm-hmm. The Great Mouse Detective has been my favorite movie, one of my favorite anime movies since I was a kid. Yeah, I think for me, gosh, man, that's so tough. I think I am going to say, I'm going to say Great Mouse Detective is one. I'm going to say Shrek is two, TMNT is three, and Surf's Up four. Because I, but again, I gave all of these four or better. So for me, it is like very much straight scary. And I think I'm giving Shrek, the only reason I'm giving Shrek two is for the legacy of it. And TMNT, I thought was really good. I really, I, I thought was, I'm really looking forward to seeing more. I'm only giving Shrek that up, that, that, that boost because of the, the nostalgia factor. Um, and obviously, I'm great mouse detectives towards the top for extreme nostalgia factor. But uh, Surf's Up is also great, so... Okay, well, there's our rankings. Uh, Let us know your rankings if you followed along or if you've seen all the movies. You can do that uh, on any of our social media channels or on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and TikTok. Uh, Go to somanysequels.com. You can find links to most of those uh, there at the top of the page, as well as links to all of our past episodes so you can catch some of those that you may have missed or go back and visit some of those movies we talked about from 2007, Ocean's 13. Um, I think there was another one, but those are all, uh, out there on the internet for you to enjoy. Uh, and of course, if you're listening, did you know that we're on YouTube too? You can watch our faces on YouTube, uh, at, at the so many sequels channel. And then if you really love us and want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash so many sequels, join us there. Uh, we're working on making that into something fun. We've got Discord access where we're talking about movies and uh, news and fun things going on. We got a, a nice group of people on there right now, and we're looking for more. So go join that at patreon.com slash so many sequels. Uh, all right. We're gearing up for a really fun part of the year. I think our favorite part of the year for all of us is this holiday extravaganza coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, keep an eye on our social channels for September. Uh, we might be doing some fun, different things. Uh, maybe not uh, podcasting so much. Maybe videoing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe both. We'll see. Uh, but keep an eye there just in case you don't hear from us uh, on a Monday like you're used to. Uh, but then we'll be back in October full force with so many scares. Uh, November, Christmas in December. Wrap up the year. It's going to be great. Um, so many sequels.com. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>